Well, good morning. We are uh, going to pray together in just a moment, and uh, but I want to take a few minutes before our congregational prayer time uh, to address the uh, the sin that once again broke out in Charlottesville this weekend. And uh, I feel like uh, the psalmist when I was watching that last night who in a time of lament said, How long, O Lord, how long? How long is this going to keep going on? How long, Lord? How long? And uh, we just sang a beautiful lyric uh, when darkness seems to hide his face. There were some yesterday saying, where is the, where is the Lord? Where, how's, this, how's this still happening? When darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. I rest on his unchanging grace. Let me say, uh, let me join my brothers and sisters in Christ around the world and pastors fellow pastors who have already been standing, I just couldn't wait to get before you today, to say that um, we do not want to dignify this ideology that comes out of the pit of hell. It's powerful. It's persuasive, obviously, that calls itself several names, white supremacy, white nationalism, The alt-right, that's too dignified of a word. It is sin. It is ungodly. There's nothing in Christ that has anything to do with this. We reject it. We say in the words of our Lord in uh, Colossians that we are to rip off like a dirty shirt, that we are to uh, amputate like a diseased limb all anger, rage, malice, slander, hate from our lives. And we stand with our Lord Jesus against that, against that. Uh, again, there are those who somehow identify themselves in this, this godless, sin-filled ideology and movement. We, in our country, we just happen to see it in white supremacy. We, it, down through history, going on other continents, it's been different uh, ethnic groups against other ethnic groups. Um, uh, we, we see some who say this, identify as Christians. Now hear me very clearly. They are not. There, that is, there's nothing Christian about this. You hear me? There's nothing Christian about this. It is godless. It is sinful. It is, uh, it, it is, and it is the opposite of the teachings in life. Uh, of our Lord Jesus Christ and historic biblical Christianity down through the ages, there is, it is a perversion. Now, what do we do? What do we do? Well, we do condemn sin. We do stand against it. We do say we follow Jesus. And, uh, but I was reminded... As I was praying about this morning with Allison, I said, well, I need to address this. What am I going to say, I mean, in f- five minutes and not five hours? If you could give me five hours, I could get it all in. Um, I was reminded 
of being at a youth minister's conference in my 20s. In fact, that's where I met Pastor J.B. Collinsworth. We became acquaintances down in central Florida at a youth minister's conference. And there was a breakout, a fellow that taught a session on creative Bible study methods. Now, I'm not, you're not particularly expecting to get a cosmic two before upside your head, Bill, at a, at a, a, cre- a little breakout session with nice little Southern Baptist youth ministers called Creative Bible Study Methods. But buddy, we walked in and his topic was racial prejudice. prejudice. It was racism. And he went to the scriptures and his opening exercise was this, most creative thing and powerful thing I've ever said. He said, we're going to stand together and as loud as we can shout, we're going to shout, I am prejudiced against, and you're going to shout the people you're prejudiced against. That sounds safe, big crowd. Everybody, it went, it went I am prejudiced against. <laughs> I mean, it was, but you know, the guy next to me, I heard him. I heard him because I was being real quiet too. Do you know what he said? Oh God, I am prejudiced against prejudiced people. Now, you followers of Jesus, that's our danger. Is that we can misunderstand and think that I can become holy if I hate. Wait, what? I can become holy if I hate another person. It, the whole mess was sinful yesterday. The white supremacists were sinful, and then the counter-protesters came, and then they got to smacking people. How do, how do we not hate? Now, our culture says, well, it's education. Now, you know, I believe in education. You know, I've told you before, I went to the 25th grade. <laughs> and, uh, and, I, and, you know, I'm, and I'm educated, Delphine, way beyond my intelligence, and you've known me long enough to know that's actually true. <laughs> uh, I believe in education. But, but, ed, w- but we cannot ascribe to education the role that only the God of the universe can fulfill. Well, it's, it's, uh, it's political, it's laws, Let's pass right. Let's pass laws against racism. Well, how's that working out? We rest on His unchanging grace. It is only Jesus Christ, the Lord and Savior of the universe, who can change the heart of a human being. And that's why, when I say to you, our mission as a church is not unique to us. Every Bible-believing follower, Jesus-following church believes the same thing. It's in the Scriptures. We just say it this way. Not only our church's mission, but we believe every Christian's mission is to make more and better followers of Jesus who do what? What? And? Love people. Love people. That, that's how hate-filled People are turned into people who love God and love. It's the only place I've ever seen it. In Jesus is the only place I've ever seen people who were haters turned into people with the capacity to love people, even people who hate them. Who hate them. 
And so uh, we got a job to do. So when I, when I say to you frequently here that uh, we believe the church is the hope of the world, that's not just some nice slogan. That's not just some, some rhetoric. Oh, that pastor, oh, yeah, that makes us feel good. No, no, no. You want to say, what can I do? What you can do is you can love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and, uh, and strength, and you can love your neighbor as yourself where you live, work, and play. That's why where you live, work, and play. You've got to start where you are because you can't start where you are not. But you can start where you are. And the people in your circles of relationships, we love the Lord our God, Jesus Christ, with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And he gives us the capacity to love our neighbor as ourselves, even when our neighbor is unlovely. Even when our neighbor is unlovely. How do you become that kind of person? Only God. Only God. Sounds like a great title for a book. Must be God. Oh, yeah, Jack Smith's book. (laughs) Only God. Must be God, only the Lord Jesus Christ. And so when, when we ship you out of here every week from this place saying, let Jesus live through you where you live, with the people where you live and work and play, you are, that is the best you can do to save the world. You are saving the world. You're doing no less than that. It is a magnificent reason to live and it is a magnificent way to live. And so I charge you, brothers and sisters in Christ, to do that. As we do pray for the bigger picture of our culture, that there would be a move of God's Spirit in God's people, that, were, that, that uh, He would hear from heaven, as the Scriptures say, and forgive our sin and heal our land. But He tends to heal it one person at a time. And so we're going to pray. Would you stand and join hands across these aisles? And pray with me. In this little congregation on the back side of Fayette County, as I look across, seeing as the kids would sing, I'm so thankful to see red and yellow, black and white. They are precious in His sight. And uh, God, make us look even more like heaven than we do. So pray with me. Lord, we grieve. We grieve at the hatred and violence that broke out, the sin that broke out in Charlottesville yesterday. We grieve it all the way back to 50 years ago almost when Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated in Memphis. We grieve it in our hearts. We grieve it in our souls. We grieve this. And we say in the words of the psalmist, How long, O Lord? How long? But we have great hope in you. And so we pray. We pray that your people who were called by your name, would humble themselves and pray without ceasing and seek your face, seek intimacy with you, Lord Jesus, as the highest priority of our lives, and then turn from our wicked ways, that we would live lives of continual repentance and holiness, that we may be vessels of love and and grace and peace and justice uh, while we are still here on this planet where we live and work and play. 
We pray that you would hold back the evil. We pray that you would hear from heaven. We pray that you would heal our land with a spiritual awakening. Oh, God. Oh, God. And we commit uh, as a church family to follow you faithfully and yield ourselves and be used by you uh, for your glory, the good of people, and, uh, and for the common good. Be at work in us, Lord, continually to conform us to the image of your Son that we may be turned into the kind of people who naturally, by the power of the Spirit of Christ indwelling us, who bless those who curse us, who pray for those who persecute us, who do good to those, our enemies, who are our enemies. And uh, work that miracle in us, Lord, for apart from you, we will just become haters like everybody else. And so we pray as you taught us to pray. Join me. Join me. Our Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Lead us not into temptation. Yes. And the power and the glory forever. Amen, amen. One more time, Lord. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, beginning in me and in this church family and throughout our nation, we pray. And it's in Christ's name that we ask it. Amen and amen. Amen and amen.